Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast the, for some reason. Oh, the podcast <laughs> that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. Tricks me. I don't know why people are listening. I don't know their lives. I'm not even listening. I mean, I imagine they're listening because we're wildly charming. We have an incredibly successful podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, mostly the reason is probably because they're related to us. That's a big <laughs> factor. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Um, Actually, I, at this point, my mother is not listening. She's, I think she's, she's dropped off. She jumped off. My mom just referenced episode 36 or something. So Uh-oh. I'm like, wow, you're like Behind. caught up. Oh. We had different interpretations of that. I was proud of her. Okay, no, I'm I'm just joking. Oh, and by the way, what she referenced was she was on your side. You remember the episode? Oh, I want to hear this. With the um, mother, the the woman who married an Indian man, and her mother was not very accommodating with like cooking Indian I feel food. Bad for the mother, she was on your side. Oh, Unsurprisingly, Cindy. she Cindy she sided I, with the mom. Cindy and I have a lot in common. It's I feel true. Like we hate the same celebrities. We're on the same side of Indian debates. So true. All the time, it comes up often. You and my mom are one and the same. Oh my gosh. Speaking of my mom, we have a very special guest. Yes. Guess who? You have one minute. Me? No, the the listener. Oh, okay. We'll Minute wait. Of silence. Did you guess? Hopefully, you got it right. It's not my mom, but he is related to me by marriage, by our marriage. I think they're gonna get it. It's my it's husband, Alan. Alan. Yes, 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 here. yes. Favorite of the show. He <laughs> sounds so excited. He's the number I'm one requested here. guest. I, if Alan would be on every episode, I would quit and give Should him my spot. Should we kick off Eric? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I do feel like out of, out of every 10 comments I get about the podcast, like five are about... That episode with Alan was so I good. <laughs> um, well, just because you're here doesn't mean we don't have to do show nuts, okay? We still have to get through our normal stuff. Still have to I think I it. invented that. You did. You did. <laughs> it used to be called show notes. And oh when God, Alan was here, he the called days. them show nuts. We were in the dark ages. I before. think I invented those, he says. Yep. Well, since you invented them, do you want to talk about them? Sure. Um, rate us on <laughs> iTunes. J- just jump on it. <laughs> I've done it. It's super easy. Tell us how. You go to iTunes. Yeah. You type in podcast podcast. One word. God, you're so good at this. I'm getting turned on. How many go stars on. should they should they rate us? It depends on how they feel about the podcast. Oh, but I recommend five. Oh, oh thank thanks. You. That's really nice. That's what I gave it. Thanks, oh. son. Um, love you. What else should people and do? Tell a friend. Oh my God. Yeah, about this podcast. Such a good idea that you <gasps> maybe thought of. They'll listen if Alan says. I know yeah, this. This might won't. work. Okay, keep this going. Tell work. them to do more stuff. <laughs> so another thing they should do is call the big listen. Yeah, how do they do that exactly? You pick up your phone. Tell me. You dial two zero two eight five five P O D one. That's two zero two eight five five. Nope. Strike that. <laughs> that could be Tanya. You had one job. Two o two eight eight five pod one. That's two o two eight eight five p o d and the number one. I can or already you can tell email biglisten at whamu dot org. That's biglisten at w a m u dot org. I like how the first time you said it, you either like spelled it out, and then the second time you like said it. Yeah, that was that was some good um, some good uh, reading. Thanks. Um, thanks for helping us with our show nuts, but you have to just leave it to us for this part. What is it? <laughs>
It's my favorite segment, Joshin' Around. Who's Josh? <laughs> That's private. <laughs> um, well, actually, you can play. Ellen does everything. Since you don't listen, you don't know what Joshin' Around is. But our <laughs> friend Josh, he does, he really doesn't. Um, our friend fun. Josh be fun for you. is in a long-distance relationship, or an LDR, as some might say. And so because of that, on the weekends, he has a really far way to drive to and from his... Don't you feel bad for him? ...on fiance. No. You might have met him, actually. He was at my wedding. Oh, you did. Do you, don't you remember um, the two guys who were at our table? Oh, yeah. Didn't yep. There's yep. a really yep. good picture of him from my wedding scaring children, if oh. that rings a bell. He's, like, <laughs> okay. running around in circles. Anyway. There's a good picture from me earlier today scaring children. Oh, um, okay, so... He was just standing there. So, <laughs> that's true. I'm scary enough on my own. Um, so every episode, Lauren and I give Josh a topic to think about, to noodle on, as we say, uh, that will take up a lot of the time while he's driving. Does that make sense? Okay. So, so you don't answer these questions. So we it's don't answer right. them. They're props. Right. And then he tells us which are his favorite. It's very specific for one listener, but okay. That's true. Yeah, it is. That's actually good feedback. <laughs> I've never asked anyone, but except for Josh, what they think of this segment. <laughs> um, wait, before I give my Josh and around, I have to explain what this themed episode is all about. <gasps> That's true. So y'all, our fearless editor, basically the head honcho of this podcast the president and ceo the co-founder of this podcast um she is getting married (gasps) kara and we are so excited and so happy for her we are so excited we really are it's gonna be a great time and we really like the guy she's getting married to Mm -hmm. he's the best and he's very funny but i have to every time i say that i have to qualify it by saying kara is funnier Kara's funnier than everybody. True. Um, so we're having a very special wedding themed episode. Yay, Kara, this is the, for you. This one's for you, Kara. Because of that, um, my Josh and Around topic is wedding themed. So, okay. Charming. Josh, if you had to plan the Because perfect... also, Josh is about to get married. It, well, this is, this like, is like doubly so apropos. Yeah. Um, if you had to plan your perfect wedding with zero budget is the big qualifier. Wow. Zero budget. You had all the resources in the world. What city would it be in? What would the venue be? What would the food be like? Create a food story. And then who would be the entertainment? I I'm think, talking. I think he's going to pick this one because it's super fun. It's kind of fun to think about, right? Yeah. It's I think fun. you should also say unlimited budget. Zero budget makes it seem like you have no money. Good note. Good note. <laughs> on a budget. <laughs> what can free. you do with $10? Actually, that's kind of interesting. That would be a fun Let's one, too. Okay, you can do both. Yeah, $10. <laughs> yeah, $10. Where are we going? $100 billion. Yeah. Good. And you have to spend all $100 billion. Yeah. Um, Lauren, what's your Josh and Around subject? Mine is also wedding themed. Yes. It's a little more negative. But maybe could help you in planning your own wedding. I want Ooh. you to think of every wedding you've ever been. Yes. And your one least favorite thing about that oh. wedding. Because that's kind of fun, too. That's a good one. Because when you go to weddings when you've been married, you kind of like look at it a little critically, yeah. I think. You're like, oh, this was interesting that you did this. Yeah. Why? Um, so think about it. And I want to hear what you didn't like about my wedding also. Yeah. I want to hear the feedback. Because if I get married again, I'm going to to do that and if he says the table he was sat with oh my that's gosh that'll be, be really awkward, awkward. <laughs> so and also it could like help you like plan your wedding with brian i love it um i know you're really on the spot here but do you have a josh and around to share does it have to be wedding themed yeah no. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes the jury's out either way think about 
weddings. Is that it? <laughs> that is it. Oh, that was, that was <laughs> okay. Great, okay. great idea. Well, I mean, here's the thing: because Josh picks which one he likes best, so maybe he'll like that one the best. He may like. Something he just broad. might want to think for about weddings for twelve hours straight, yeah. just random, vague weddings. <laughs> Who's to say? Um, okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, it's time for Lauren's favorite segment. <gasps> Podcast challenge. Yay! So, woo. <laughs> I love it, it when no, you're keep, here. Keep going. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, every week, Lauren and I challenge each other to listen to a clip or an episode or a podcast that we think they might love. So, last week, Lauren challenged me to listen to Keep It, which is a brand new podcast from Crooked Media, which you love because of all of their great political podcasts. Um, it's about pop culture, politics, and what happens when they smack into each other at alarming speed, as they describe it on the on the website. Um, so the host is Ira Madison III, and the episode I listened to, do you mind Rude. horn people? Um, people are honking them horns. Uh, the episode I listened to is the very first episode called Leave Oprah Alone. For obvious reasons. There are tons of episodes, so you didn't have too many to choose but from. But also, but if good one choice. has Oprah in the title, I'm listening to it. Of course. Um, so the first thing they discussed on this episode was, um, which, by the way, the guests on this episode were Louis Fertel, who's a gay icon and TV writer. I love him. And me too. Follow him on Twitter if you don't already. He's very I funny. Don't. You should. If I you guys right are kind now. of like, who is that guy? He's the guy who was on Jeopardy. and who gave that gay snap. Yeah. Did, did a fun snap because he's super smart but also super sassy. Anyway, also Kara Brown, who was like a Jezebel and a TV writer. Um, and Ira was just a guest on Bitch Sesh. Oh my gosh. One of the two so podcasts much. I listen to. <laughs> Don't say that on here. Because <laughs> I'm a qualified not guest. Us. <laughs> um, the first thing they discussed were the Golden Globes how like celebrity act- celebrities brought activists as their guests as part of like the times up movement um and their favorite part of that all that was how like the fluffy red carpet hosts were trying to figure out how to talk to the important very important women about more than just their dresses and they called out ryan seacrest was like michelle williams like tell me about that bad movie you were in where everyone is singing and she's like have you met Toronto burke the founder of the me too movement and he's like yes hello i also am very important i'm ryan seacrest um they also talked about uh, the Oprah for president d- d- debacle mm-hmm. talk discussions, which is all I ever want to talk about. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and then the bonus part about this show, which you, Lauren, will love, is that the host, Ira Madison the third, basically sounds like Guy Branham. They're That's a good... P- okay. Dead audio ringers. Okay, is yeah. that a thing? Yeah, sure. They sound exactly like... So they should not have a podcast together because it'd be super confusing. <clears throat> be like, who is talking? It's Actually, like they should, me. though, because that would be fun. <laughs> Since we sound the same, people are always like, right. which person is saying that? It's confusing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, okay, overall rating for this challenge is I really like this one. <gasps> Yay! It's, it's sort of how like I talk about politics with my friends, which is like a little serious, a little dishy, a little irrelevant, and then back to like the That's point. That's a eventually. good way to put it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. I love, I love digesting it that way. Um, and I'm definitely going to keep my eye on it and, and tune in when there's a guest that I'm excited <gasps> to hear from. Now, what do you have for me? Oh, get ready for this challenge. It's um, uh, I, Alan. I always get really nervous before I challenge Lauren because she's listened to basically every podcast ever invented, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Have you heard of this one?" And she's like, "Yes, I've listened to all the episodes every uh-huh. time." It happens. Um, have you listened to Tribe of Mentors? Yes. Son of a gun. <laughs> wait, wait, give me. 
Okay, so I'll describe it and then you tell me if it's ringing is a bell. Is that the um the new podcast from um what's his face Ferris? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. P- apologies. I have. Uh, I'm sorry. Should I thought I, I got you this time. I'm sorry, I have. No, I'll challenge you to a specific I, episode, okay. and hopefully you haven't okay. listened to it. Should I lie? No, not at okay, all. Okay. Okay. No, no, you should not lie. Okay. I just need to be better at that. I thought I really found a good one this time. Anyway, for well, all of you, you out didn't. there, say it again. Well, you didn't. <laughs> Drive of Mentors is a short form podcast from Tim Ferriss, who's one of Fast Company's, quote, most innovative business. Be- He's just like a big business bigwig and like always on the forefront of stuff. He was an early stage tech investor in like Uber, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he knows what's up. But basically the show, which is like tw- 10 to 30 minutes on average, is just like a little jolt of inspiration and advice from people in a myriad of, fi- of fields with a wide range of experience. Basically just like he has experts on and talks to them about like, I like it. what makes them tick. You do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because also sometimes his other show is really long and I do like the format a a, a little bit more it's kind of cool I do love like a full two hour podcast but it's kind of nice to have a little like 15 minute two hours no 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 this one is 10 to 30 minutes it's short form uh oh yeah the other one is long but But not when you listen to it on fast speed like uh, I do that's true and I love like You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes which can be like three hours long sometimes but time flies when you're with Pete Holmes so true and now that I'm training for a marathon, oh my gosh. I need long podcasts. Yeah, anyway, that's true. Um, uh, guests have included Bear Grylls, who I love, um, chess master Adam Robinson. Interesting, interesting. Humana, humana. And <laughs> comedian and writer Whitney Cummings. I Did think you that listen was the, to the one I listened to. That was the one I listened to. Oh, well, that's okay. the one I was going to recommend. But Bear, now you got to pick Can a I different one. Bear Grylls? Yeah, will you? I don't know who that is. So you don't? Okay, no. so Bear Grylls is this like crazy outdoorsy guy. He sounds outdoorsy. Bear yeah. Grylls? <laughs> he just has a TV show and he takes celebrities he grills into bears the wild. For food? Well, oh, much. okay. That's his newer TV show. That's his original TV show is all about like survivalist like Ooh. notions. And he would like plop himself in the middle of an iceberg in the Antarctic and like figure out how to survive with like nothing. Does he talk about how to survive in Nintendo games? Because I could really use some tips. That's a great question. You'll have to listen to Tribe of Mentors with Bear Girls to find out. I will. Thank you. I'm excited. Okay. I hope you are. I already like the podcast and I don't know anything about this guest. So this is going to be great. I'm so excited. Thank you. I just cannot find one that you have okay. listened it's, to. It's also a challenge for you. There, that's so true. It's a double challenge for me. Um, good challenge, even though I continue to fail everyone. It's you don't. It's not a failure. Well, you I can't hope, really fail this challenge. I hope you love Bear Grylls. Can't wait. Um, I would really love to hear a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor this week is Zola. Now, I believe Kara is listening because the episode is dedicated to her, and also she is our editor. So I'm glad to share this hot tip with her. This week, our sponsor is Zola, the new way to register your wedding. Now, there's like a lot of text on the website, and I only like to read things in books or food delivery menus, so I didn't like totally get the skinny on this thing. But from what it looks like, you simply choose from thousands of gifts, experiences, and cash funds that you want for wedding gifts, and Zola will just send them to you. Free stuff. Boom, calzone. How I wish this had existed back in the day when I was getting married. You guys, Zola carries over 500 brands, bar and drinkware stuff, appliances, bedding, dinnerware, home cookware, weekend stuff, experiences, and cash funds. Yo, it's kind of like the supermarket sweeps. But instead of having to grab armloads of TP, shove it into your cart, and embarrass yourself on TV by running around like a moron, you can just click away and choose an infinite amount of expensive items, drop them into your cart, and have them shipped to you at no cost from what I gather. 
The first, and let's be honest, one of the only things I clicked on was experiences. And I see there are 63, a $500 Airbnb gift card, a blue apron meal card, a triple oxygen facial, a $3,000 Equinox membership, and a cruiser on there. Just name a few. I mean, get clicking, you guys. If you're getting married, that is. Because if you're not getting married, they won't have you. This website is not for single losers. Or people who have missed the boat, like you and me, Eric. Ouch. Kara, if you are still listening, and Christ, I hope you are, can you please add the $1,000 charity fund to your cart and give it to me? Just kidding. I want the $10,000 home renovation. I mean, you can do both if you want. It's no skin off your nose, right? And I am the one that told you about Zola. Now, you can give something to Eric, too, because he's a pretty good egg. So get your buns to Zola.com and start picking out all the shit you want. Enter discount code podcast podcast now and someone will come over to your house and hand dictate your order so you don't even have to be bothered to type a thing because you're royalty now, bitch. You've been Zola'd. Kara, I hope you take advantage of this. Thanks, Zola. We do. Wow, what a great website and a great service. It seems too good to be true, but it's not. I know. Honestly, like a $3,000 Equinox membership, like... That, that's that like costs, a week-long membership. I mean, it costs $3,000-ish. Exactly. For free. Everything. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Well, good hot tip for our bud, Kara. Hot Cara. tip. Yeah. Are you ready for our first clip? I don't know. Yes. Are you ready, Alan? Alan, oh. jump in. <laughs> she wasn't even jump looking at you. <laughs> I'm I mean, here. I only care if Alan's ready. I was only looking at him. Oh, apologies. Alan, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. This is from Stuff Mom Never Told You. Um, episode is called a, a Practical Wedding. Stuff Mom Never Told You is kind of like a feminist podcast. It's from the How Stuff Works family. I already um, hate it. Oh, oh, that can, <laughs> should I go on or should we stop? Skip it. Wait, okay. based on what? The F word. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, he doesn't. He's not into the feminism. Oh God. I'm sorry. Do you? Do you well, want to go get some snacks? Or yeah. What should we do? Well, I do respect your you being a um, co-host on this episode. I think we should still do the clip. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you need to go play Nintendo, <laughs> I would totally understand. Creek. Shut. <laughs> oh, bye. Come back later. Or those world famous sound effects. <laughs> um, the hosts are Molly Edmonds and Kristen Conger, and um, this ep- this clip is called "A Practical Wedding." And uh, the, ho- the guest is Meg Keen, and she's the founder of A Practical Wedding, which is a company that helps people, I guess, have practical weddings. I don't really know. I didn't look into it. But um, <laughs> she's just giving advice on, like, the whole idea of being, like, a chill bride, which is something I think a lot of brides think about. Um, hang on. Let's listen. The chill bride, like, the really chill bride provides, like, the least possible chill wedding experience for her guests because you know, not that not that only brides are planning weddings but you know the really chill couple their wedding is like a disorganized disaster and i've been to those weddings where you're like so like what's happening next or are we gonna eat or it's definitely been an hour since the ceremony and it's like eight like because <laughs> nothing's been planned so um I think there's that balance and, and God, it's just like the insidious, all of the insidious gender tropes about women, right? Like we can only be one or the other. We can be bridezilla or we can be the chill bride. And like, it's, it's like the whole cool girl thing of like, I'm the cool girl and I only care about things that boys care about. And I, I'm just so cool and chill. 
like, is that, I don't know if that's a real thing that a real human can, can be. So, um, I just feel like it's, it's like one more, one more for, for how there's a double standard. Um, I love how they say that the chill bride provides the least possible chill experience (laughs) for her guests. Like, I, it reminds me of something Patty told me when she was planning for her wedding. She, she was like, someone asked me what kind of chairs I wanted. And I was like, I don't care. And then they were like, well, then there's no chairs. <laughs> it's so true. Like, you wouldn't want a chill party planner. Right. And as the bride or the groom in some cases, like, you are the party planner. So you right. have to be not chill. But there is the whole thing of like, so maybe bridezillas are preparing the best weddings because they're main. I mean, not really, but like <laughs> you have to have a little bit of bridezilla in you. Yeah. I mean, there's organized and then there's like, you know, diva self-obsessive behavior. But I guess bridezilla is just such a terrible term. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's also like, I don't know. I think are grooms ever Brad, I would like to ask all of you this. Groomzillas. Groomzillas? Is there such a thing? And who among you two was the, more of a groomzilla? Eric. You think? Yeah. Why? Because I feel like you cared about more things than I did. Yeah, but I think to Lauren's point is like, is caring and investing and like asking things of people, is that bridezilla or groomzilla behavior? Or is that just like planning a good party? No, I don't think that's bridezilla behavior. Because I have seen Bridezilla's, the TV what, show. What's oh, I've never seen the show. Like, what's an example oh. of something a Bridezilla does? Like screaming. Like, okay, so know, you can still it. be like kind and calm and and have things planned and organized. But there, it seems like you have a choice. It's like you can either be like a chill bride, which is like the cool girl. I love that example, like comparison <laughs> to like the cool girl. Yeah, because like yeah, I'm just the cool girl. I don't really care about stuff. It's no big deal. I don't. I don't I care about what the chairs, ever? but it's like. So you're either the chill bride or the bridezilla maniac who cares about the chairs. And people are like, oh, my God, she cares about the chairs. She's going crazy about the chairs. Right. And like no one sees this sort of like in between like well-organized someone who like cares about what their guest experience will be, but isn't like an egomaniacal crazy person. Right. There, I mean, there's even a podcast called Bride Chilla. I saw that. Like there, I feel like there is an industry around like being the cool bride. Like right. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Well, I want to well really quick. DJ J Wu, do you think who do you think was more of a like insane person? Was I insane? Was I a bridezilla? I don't even know. Uh, no, we had people doing shit for us. So again, I think your bridezilla was Eric. Well, he was the most organized, and he saved the day for us. Like our wedding planner, kind of like dropped off, and it, se- it seems like. Yeah, our wedding planner kind of dropped the ball. Hope and she's then, not a listener. Well, Eric. she dropped the ball by hardly making it to the wedding, Eric. first of all, <laughs> and a few other things. And Eric really came in. And like It was almost like, I, f- I, ha- I, I swear to you, I have this memory. You know when you like make up memories that didn't happen? <laughs> I have a memory of Eric whipping out a clipboard. And I know that that cannot possibly have happened. But like I feel like at the wedding, he was like, here's my clipboard that was in my pants. And it happens to have all the organization. But there, this does speak to something where this is true. I think I was very chill that day. And I'm you not were. a chill person. And I was like completely happy and enjoying everything. And I was my mom said to me, who are you? I've never <sighs> seen you so relaxed. But this isn't a good thing. I'm privileged. Well... And they talk about this on the podcast. I didn't have to worry about um, losing money or like I was like things mm. were taken care of for uh, for me. Um, we paid a lot of money to make sure things went correctly, and they did. 
Um, I'm very fortunate that I could enjoy the day. And if I was trying to save money and, you know, like had been cutting corners and like the day, it wasn't because of me. It was not because of me. That's not true though, because you did all of the work leading up to the day and you found those people and you organized those people. You made sure they were all going to be there and they had what they needed. So that day of you didn't, that stuff didn't fall on you. I don't know. I had a lot of help. And I, all I'm saying is like a lot of the chill, it's easier to be a chill bride if you have a lot of help and a lot of money. And I can see it, how you'd be a little cranky yeah. if you know, I don't know. It's, I think I just think there is a privilege thing that I had never really thought of yeah. involved in the bridezilla. It's thing. a great point. Maybe this will help Kara. Did anything go wrong on your wedding day that you were like, you know, like not according to plans that you yes. kind of wish had gone differently? What, what Do you know it? what I'm talking about? There was one thing that we were like, we made a bad choice. Inviting a certain <laughs> guest. <laughs> okay. 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 Hot, that's hot, not, hot. That's, that is not what I was referencing. I um, know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk off after the podcast. Um, you forgot your wedding ring. Well, that's true. We were driving to the um, hmm. the venue, and that sounds I was like, like a sitcom. I don't have which wedding which, ring on. Which wedding? Because we had two. Oh, well. My. To be fair, when we got married, gay marriage was not legal in Ohio, where all of our family. What is. he's trying to say is they're divas. <laughs> we're divas, yeah. groomzillas. So we did our um, wedding ceremony, a really small, just like twenty-four people here in New York, and then we did a big reception with like our larger families and all those people um, back in Ohio. So for the ceremony, I forgot my vows. I had printed them out and I forgot them. And then for the reception, I forgot my wedding ring. Is, we had to go back. Is there one of the two things that you think of more as your wedding? Like when you're like my wedding, do you picture the actual ceremony or the par- more than the party? The party. I do too. I think I do too. And I was, I just like reprimanded myself a little bit in my brain because I was like, wait, but their ceremony was, and actually I like, that was a more emotional thing for me. Mm. I'm sure both of you, but like when I think of the, like the dancing and like the big event, like that's what I think of. Definitely. What's the horrible thing? Oh, the one thing that my advice for Kara is, well, when people ask me my advice for a wedding, I just say like spend less because I think generally that's my advice. It's not my advice. (laughs) Like literally not my advice. (laughs) (laughs) But the one thing that we... So we got up to do our first dance, and Alan had picked out a really cool song. What's the title of that song again? A Thousand Miles. Yeah. Like, I like I the would walk 500 miles. Yeah, yeah but a slowed down version. But it's like mm-hmm. a slowed down version. It's like really a cool song, and like the lyrics are great. We got up there, started a swaying, and we were like instantly, both of us, like caught this fear in each other's eyes of like, what did we do? We're now just standing up here, two grown men just like swaying. Like, how long have we committed? We were like, can we stop now? Can we make this? Like, we just both were like, n- it, there was something so uncomfortable about just like everyone in that room True. like staring at I'm us. I'm sorry that was uncomfortable for you, but I was there and I enjoyed it. So. <laughs> well, we got back to like one of the tables and like my, my dear friend was like, oh my gosh, I was tearing up. That dance was so sweet. I was thinking about my son, like all this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, if you would have heard what we were saying to each other, you would not have thought it was so sweet. <laughs> Luckily, we thought to have our moms um, like interject in the middle of the song. And then we did sort of like the mother son dance at the same time. Well, it, I, I remember enjoying that being one of my favorite parts of the wedding. I'm serious. That's so sweet. Do you have something that you regretted? Our, well, one thing that went wrong. I mean, honestly, not that much went wrong. And when stuff didn't go as planned, I was like, I don't fucking care. I'm having fun. Like, I really was like, but the one thing that didn't go as planned had to do with our first dance also. 
We had chosen to do uh, Frank Ocean, which song? Thinking About You as our first dance. And that ended up being our first dance. But he, when we were like, he was like, it's time for the first dance. He started playing, get the fuck up. Pheromonch. <laughs> and it was kind of funny that our first dance was actually this like rather vulgar hip hop song. Like, get, get, up, get the fuck up. Like uh, people on the floor. And like, so we actually like went out to the dance floor and the song. And it, it, it was actually hysterical it was like basically was the only perfect. thing went wrong but it was perfect yeah i mean yeah. and there were like transportation things that i won't bore you with but like for the most <laughs> part i do say spend the extra money there were times where we were like should we do it and we did and it was wor- worth it i hate yeah. to say that if you can it's i don't know certain things splurge allow yourself to splurge I, honestly i thought it was ridiculous before i started planning and there were tiny things that we spent more money on and i was really glad also have a dollar dance that's my other advice because um, it seems really trashy. It's when they, they, the DJ plays music and you get to dance with the bride um, and then you put money in her dress. They put money in. So you get, or you just hand her a dollar. You don't have to like you stuff have it to in put her it, dress. You, and you have to touch her butt. No, but I made DJ Jay would do it also. Yeah, it was good. And I, we first of all, we made like how much money? Like $400. Oh my gosh. Right. Well, I think Eric's mom gave well, Justin like yeah, five hundred right. to dance with him <laughs> separately. <laughs> She's a fan. Um, and then also we got like moments with our guests, yeah, which was really special. That when you're at a wedding, you're so busy, and so we had these like really nice moments, and we made a bunch of money, and it was like cheesy and fun. Perfect. Yeah. The one kind of money example that I have is we were coveting this cake that was like fifteen hundred dollars. Do you remember that? Kind of. That like big flower cake. Yeah. And it was like <clears throat> maybe five tiers and it just had this giant like sculptural like bright red flower. It was like art. It was gorgeous. And we were like coveting it for a long time. <clears throat> and then we were kind of eventually like that is ridiculous for a wedding cake. Like s- no one cares. So we got this like pretty little like two tier thing that was out on display. And then they just did cheat cake in the back. And the day of, I was sort of like, thank goodness we picked the smaller one. Like, our little cake was so cute and sweet. And, yeah. like, no one would have even, like, checked people out don't the pay, other people cake. People don't pay attention to the cake, to be quite yeah. honest. I yeah. think people, I don't know. Did you That's even a, eat any of the cake? Like, Oh, lots of it. We did, yes. Oh, okay. At, but mostly, not not a day of, like, mostly after. <laughs> no, did you eat of. during? Yeah. I didn't get, I don't think I got cake during the reception. I'm not passing up cake. Great. Uh, another good thing to think of if you're getting married is if you're having a trouble thinking, should I spend X amount of money on it? Think about other weddings you've been to. Yeah. And think like, like if we really wanted this cake, and it'd be like, well, what were other people's cakes like? I don't exactly. remember. I didn't pay attention to it. Then maybe it's not worth spending that all that money on. That such a good point. ties into my joshing around. Yeah. Because you would think like, what, what was, did, yeah. Or, oh, and mine. Yeah. Oh, everything <laughs> ties into yours. You nailed it. Yep. Um. Cool. Should we move on to clip number two? Yeah. This is a fun theme, I feel like, since we have I feel like we could talk forever. I know. We could. Um, I love this clip. So we all know about The Moth by now, which is one of the most popular, like, storytelling forums. Um, The stories are told live and often recorded for The Moth Podcast or The Moth Radio Hour, which airs on stations across the country. Um, So this clip comes to us from The Moth Radio Hour, which is hosted by, this episode is hosted by Jennifer Hickson. And one of the stories on this episode is called, uh, which the episode is titled Wedding Dress, Prison Choir, and Hot Dogs, obviously. Um, The story features Emmy and Peabody Award winner Jesse Klein, who's one of the head writers of Inside Amy Schumer. 
um, she's talking about her experience wedding dress shopping. She admits that she kind of didn't want something typical and sort of resented the idea of a wedding dress to begin with. But after lots of searching, she found what she lovingly calls the Charlie Brown dress, <laughs> which is in reference to like Charlie Brown's very sad little Christmas tree. Um, she describes it as, quote, something a very slutty saloon owner from the Wild West would wear, <laughs> which sounds like a great dress to me. <laughs> um, after being dissuaded by friends and a salesman, <laughs> she keeps looking. And then she finds a dress at Bergdorf Goodman's that she falls in love with. But much to her dismay, she finds out it costs $10,000. So she briefly considers buying it and telling no one ever about how much it costs. But then she changes her mind. So in this clip, Jesse, totally defeated about the wedding dress situation, talks to her best friend for advice. And Becky calms me down and she's like, this happens to everyone. It's okay. And just be gentle with yourself and whatever you feel good in, just buy it. And that's how people will see you. So get the Charlie Brown dress if that's what you feel pretty in. And somehow she got through. Hi. And um, she gets through and I hang up with her and I pick up the phone and I call the Charlie Brown dress store and I order the dress and then I have like the biggest glass of wine because I just threw this 100-pound weight off of my chest. I literally feel like Chief at the end of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest when he takes the concrete sink and like lugs it through the window and then just like runs. And I was like, that's how free I felt. So at the end of my wedding night, I'm so happy. I'm so drunk. I'm in my Charlie Brown dress. I've had the best time. I actually bought like a $25 cheapo dress to dance in and I change into it and I take Charlie Brown dress and I throw it on the ground and I don't even think about it. It's like, whatever. And I don't think about it till the next day when I see that my wedding planner has very carefully put it back in the garment bag that I brought it in and zipped it up. And that bag is now at the back of my closet in my house and I've only peeked at it once and... My husband, Mike, says I should get it professionally cleaned because it's very dirty and, like, the hem is black and there's, like, a lot of wine all over it. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to get it cleaned because it actually means more to me in this, like, disheveled, wriggled-off state. And it's sort of like that translucent, wrinkled skin that a snake sheds off once it's been outgrown. Thank you guys so much. So earlier in the story, Jesse said that it seemed to her like like the stereotypical wedding gowns are designed to level individuality and create a standard of femininity. And I know, Lauren, when you were sort of looking for your dress, you had a similar notion that, a, a, as her, which is that you wanted something kind of like unique, right? Mm-hmm. I, I went in thinking I don't want something white. Like, yeah. I know my mom made me go to Kleinfeld's and I was like, this is going to be stupid. And like, I Ooh. totally felt, I went immediately to like, the most traditional veil, like, because I started thinking about, like, my grandmother wore a white dress, like, my mother, like, my great-grandmother, like, I started understanding that it's significant and that it means something, and why not? Just it's yeah. a fucking day. Like, do it. Just, yeah. I, I went from being like, I don't, I want to have a small wedding to, like, nothing to, like, blow out, like, I'm going to do everything. <laughs> I'm going to do Be- the everything, because this is, like, it. Because industry commod- commoditizes, commoditizes, it. Thank you. Thank you. Commoditizes um, a lot of stuff with wedding stuff. But to your point, like, it's not like some company invented that it should be a white dress. Like, this is a tradition. Like, it's a cultural tradition. Yeah. And I have to agree. Like, I could not picture what your wedding dress was going to look like. I 
couldn't even like for so long we were certain you were never going to get married because it felt like you didn't because it felt like you didn't really want that sort mm-hmm. of traditional thing but oh it was so amazing being there when you put on that like gorgeous like delicate lace ornate like beautiful dress that was just like so form-fitting and like so classic and then you put on that veil and it was so traditional it was on crutches so you're really romanticizing (laughs) what it looked like but no i was so glad you were there it was really fun yeah but i totally know what she means by all the stuff is going through your head like how sexist the whole wedding is a feminist you're like how sexist is this what am i doing what damage (laughs) am i causing oh my god how wrong is this you just kind of have to like forget it like and also you have to remember as a bride it's not your day right it's for everyone it's for your grandma and your mom and whatever and like that's a big one it's not just for you it's really for your parents too it's really for the other people in your life did when you finally decided and like put the veil on and stuff as they say on say us to the dress after you jacked it up did you have the wedding dress moment? I mean, what is that? I don't know. No, I was like, listen, I found that dress. I loved it. Yeah. I've loved the dress. And I saw it and I was like, I think I don't need to keep on looking. This is perfect. And I loved it forever. I don't know. Well, I think well, that's what it is. Like you put it on mm-hmm. and you're like, this is it. I'm done. And yeah, okay. That's the moment that's, you're speaking of, right? It's so funny yeah. that we call that the wedding dress moment. It's just <laughs> like, I mean, I have that moment when I go to Urban Outfitters. I'm like, this is it. But counterpoint, here's what I'll say. I had the wedding dress moment during our wedding process. When we walked into our wedding venue, what became our wedding venue after seeing like seven or so, seven yeah. or eight, mm-hmm. I, I was like instantly overcome with this idea that like this is it and it it like thrilled me and it overwhelmed me and it was instant and i feel like that's what that wedding dress moment was yeah, and i you, don't have yeah. that when i like am in my normal daily life okay. do you know what i mean but like i think you do I, I had that. How moment. else do you choose things? I mean, I had that <laughs> moment when I found an apartment that we didn't get. I was like, this is the apartment <laughs> of my dreams. And yeah. We didn't get it. Like, I have that moment in a lot. Do you know which apartment I'm talking about? Don't you? <laughs> um, but you I had like that moment the when one you were on like cheese fries. No, that's not true, though, because like ordering dinner tonight, I was like, oh, yes, this is what I want. I'm super excited. It's going to be really good. But it didn't like overwhelm me. It didn't make me feel... That's interesting. Excited okay. Is it because you haven't been conditioned to th- to think that? No, I think it's because it was a bigger moment deciding our wedding venue. Did, you know what I mean? DJ Wood, did you have a moment when in any of the process of picking out like the when you saw? I doubt it's when you saw the church, um, but when the museum maybe or something with Sun Ra or when you got your tux. Or when you saw me, Naked and you were like, "That's I picked the, the right night. girl <laughs> for the first time." That was really special. <laughs> uh, no, seeing you for the first time was pretty amazing. Um, Did you do a a first look or no? No. What's a I'm, first look? I don't even, like. It's uh, not during the wedding. It's like before she walks down the aisle. You are you have your back to her, and then you she taps you on the shoulder, oh. and then you turn around. No. Definitely not. Definitely did not. I think, uh, yeah, so that was a moment. I think um, yeah. seeing the, picking out the venue was a moment. Our like, I, you walk in that space and we had, a, we had a really beautiful space. So it was like, yeah, I was like, wow, I can't believe we get to, we, like, we ha- we're lucky enough to do this. We, d- we looked at it too. 
That's true. You guys passed. We take we your said, sturdy seconds. Um, we, you know, we didn't do a lot of tradition things, but I think one tradition that we kind of was important to us was like, Justin didn't see my dress or mm. a picture of it or yeah. anything. Like we, cause I got it so early and we really, really tried. So that was something that he did see the, like the dress, me in the dress for the first time, which is, seems so weird and creepy. Can we talk about something else? Well, okay. Speaking of clothes though, and DJ Wu, you are every bit as stylish as Lauren. Oh, almost. Um, almost. Way more. <laughs> um, you are very stylish. Like, what was, how did you pick out what you were going to wear? It was actually really easy uh, because I knew it was going to be pretty traditional. So I just went, um, I just went all out with like a bespoke suit. I was like, ah, it better, I, like she's getting, she's going to fucking Kleinfeld. So I was like, I better not look scrubby uh, and things better fit. So I just got it tailored exactly to my body so that was pretty much it and then i just kind of picked out materials and colors that i thought were cool and hip like the kids like and what made you decide to go bottomless <laughs> that's that's that was my spin the traditional but but also me yes. so yes. i mean yeah does that answer your question <laughs> something old something new something borrowed something blue balls there, there you go. Before we move on, that Jesse Klein, I think that essay is in her book. I forget what it's called, but I read it and I was kind of hesitant to read it because comedian memoirs, sometimes memoirs aren't that good. Sometimes it's amazing. Is it you'll grow out of it? Yes. Yes. It's hilarious. Alan, I'll give it to you if you want to have it. Some. <gasps> yes. It's really, really fun. I, yeah, she's mind. great. And that's why I love the moth is they just pick like the best storytellers mm-hmm. um awesome well if you do want to check out that whole episode it's um the moth radio hour uh the title is wedding dress prison choir and hot dogs <laughs> should we jump into our jingle jangle what's that this is the segment where we play something musical something to tap your toots to <laughs> as lauren likes to say um okay so there are a ton of wedding podcasts out there oh my god a ton a ton, a ton. Half of them are about wedding planning, which is intense. Um, I was hoping that there was going to be one that, uh, like, an episode that was like, "Here are the hottest first dance songs from the last year," or like, "You won't believe the sung wedding vows this woman wrote." But or like sadly, an episode that's just called the Jingle Jangle Wedding <laughs> Episode, <laughs> Wedding Remix. Sadly, there was none. I came up short. So instead, we're going to listen to a hole in the market. We should start another podcast. Oh my gosh, we should really. Well, since Alan's so good at it, maybe he could start that. Sure. <laughs> Um, That was easy. Instead, we're going to have our first ever wedding podcast intro rumble 2K18. I like like to rumble. It's going to be good. So let's get ready to rumble. (laughs) 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 Can we combine that with... You know what I mean? DJ Wu knows how. Get on that. Oh, DJ Jay would do that. Someone do it. Um, okay, I'm going to play the intro to three wedding-themed podcasts, and you all are going to respond and pick your favorite. Or maybe <gasps> we just love them all. Oh, my gosh. We don't have to pick favorites. I bet Alan's not going to love them all. I'm just guessing. <laughs> just to have a feeling. All right, here's the very first one. It's from a podcast called Engaged. It's 
you're planning a wedding and looking for some insight and a laugh and a promise you'll make it down the aisle. Engage the podcast. I don't know. You'll have to listen to all of the episodes to find out. I went through a lot of emotions on that one. I like how it builds. At first, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then I was like, wow, this is kind of good. And then she started talking. Anyway, yeah. let's, I'm all sorry. Right. Uh, next one is from Wedding 101. I think that was written by Foster the People. Wow. Foster the People? Isn't that a band? It sounded like Mark Foster. Yeah. We oh, know, wait. We know him. You yeah. know him. Yeah. yeah. He threw a skittle in my eyeball. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What a rousing. I wow. Mean, I, I wish you all could have seen what was happening. I was going to say we were all that. like in sync nodding like Boppin. it was a little bit of a dance party and yeah. there was some shock when like the uh lyrics were so customized to this podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great work great work. i'm never gonna forget the name of that podcast <laughs> exactly <laughs> wedding 101 that's great um all right this one is from the big wedding planning podcast can i really quick before i forget you are, can are, are you suggesting that kara pick one of these as her first dance <laughs> Is that like, wait, so the one that wins, she has to use as her first dance, That's right? That's exactly okay. right. That's Keep exactly right. Thank you for clarifying. Okay. I, I was, I I was fear I didn't muddled. make it clear. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is, comes from the Big Wedding Planning Podcast. The Big Wedding Planning Podcast. Just two wedding planners tearing it up. Listen. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Big Wedding Planning Podcast. That one did get the most dancing out of us. Wow. Um, this is an easy decision for me, but I can't wait to hear what you all have to say. And keep in mind, we don't have to pick favorites if you don't want. We can just say they were all really great. No, we want. I think on the count of three, we should all put a finger up. Okay. <clears throat> one, two, or three, and then whatever number that is, that's what Kara's first dance will have to be. Should okay. we say it since no one can see our fingers? We'll tell them <laughs> good, good <note>. eventually. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell them later. Later, <laughs> later, later. We'll tell them at the end so they have to listen to the rest of the podcast. We'll tell them at the end of the third this... episode of 2019. Perfect. Keep <laughs> them on their toes. Okay. All right. One, two, three. Wow, we have two votes <gasps> for two and two votes for three. But Alan's count for more because he's the guest. That's true. So we have eight votes for three. <laughs> so while Engage had a really great intro, it turns out that we are split between the Wedding 101 theme and the, the Big Wedding Planning Podcast theme. I did like Wedding 101, but the other one just seemed very uplifting. Yeah, okay. Plan yeah, that that's way. what I, Alan yeah. and I both voted for the last one, and yeah. Eric and DJJ, we voted for two. I'm a little surprised. I thought everyone would vote for the one I voted for. <laughs> I mean, you just can't beat those custom lyrics in my mind. Well, but also, you can't go wrong. They were 
all great. They so were all I great. I guess Kara can choose, but it has to be between those two. Okay. Well, now we know. And Kara, if you want to just hear the intros or if you want some wedding planning advice, check out Engaged Wedding 101 and the Big Wedding Planning Podcast. Oh my gosh, Kara, clear your calendar. All the resources. I recommend that you listen on speed three times because you, there's a lot. Great how would, but how would Wedding 101 sound on speed? Oh wedding 101. That's the show about that. Wedding 101. <laughs> yeah, it Eric, was pretty slow Eric, I feel with. like it'd be actually faster, not just in a weird voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, the original was very slow, you guys. <laughs> All right, let's get into our no comment. Okay, this, this is getting out of hand. No comment is where we like introduce a clip, we let you listen to it, and then we don't say anything about it. And I actually, <laughs> ooh, this is hard it's because my least I, favorite segment. Ugh, it is me too. Oh, to participate I have in. To say. I know. I see. I see. I see. And this one is difficult. I almost used it as the <laughs> clip because there's so much I wanted to say about it, but I'm not going to. But I am going to introduce it. It's from a podcast called "Be Here for a While" with Rachel O'Brien. And Rachel O'Brien is a comedian, and I guess she's on Vanderpump Rules? Question mark? That's what she says? Okay. I don't recognize her, and I know my Vanderpump Rules. DJJ Woo, you're a Vanderpump Rules professional. Does she sound familiar to you? No, not at all. I have no idea who this girl is. But anyway, I kind of like the podcast. She's had some interesting conversations. This episode is called... Uh, thank God I'm not getting married anytime soon, but don't worry, Kara. It's not about negative stuff. <laughs> um, she's uh, talking to Jen Glantz, who's a professional bridesmaid for hire. Sorry, what? So sh- they people pay her to be their bridesmaid, okay? And sometimes the bride tells everyone at the wedding that this is going on, that like we I hired this woman, but sometimes like they fake it and lie, and everyone at the wedding thinks it's just like a friend. What's the purpose? It's like ugh, you don't have any friends. You have to listen to this. It's like if you got in a fight with your bridesmaid, <gasps> if you fired your bridesmaid. Like there's a lot like last minute stuff. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Um. So, but you know what? Listening to her talk about it can can be seen as somewhat inspiring because it's like she saw that there was a need for this or felt there was a need for it. Felt th- personally, her opinion was that there was a need for this. <laughs> saw a hole in the market that she felt was there and then started a business and like pursued her dreams and look, she has a kind of cool life now. So you could take away a positive thing from this, but, um, I guess you go girl. And in the episode, she talks about why she's good at this, but it's kind of creepy, right? Um, if the other bridesmaids and guests in the family don't know that it's a stranger, it's kind of like, it sounds like a murder, like lifetime movie to me. Um, but anyway, in this clip, she's talking about how she uh, convinces the other bridesmaids into thinking that she's had a past with the bride. Uh, all I'm saying, Carrie, is think about it. Wait, next question. Do they ever invite you to go to like the bachelorette party? Because at that point, then the girls will start asking you real questions of like, so when did you really go to yoga with her? And you'd be like, oh, I don't like n- uh, never. Yeah, I go to the bachelorette parties, the bridal showers. Sometimes the engagement parties and my rule, because it is my real job, is you can't drink on the job. That would just be a recipe for disaster. So you're sober and imagine going to a bachelor party sober. Just imagine it for a minute. Yeah. You just never want to drink again after you see how people act, probably. Correct. Yeah. You see things you just cannot unsee when you are sober at a bachelor party. So, but like, but, but what happens? So they just don't ask you a bunch of questions. They just, okay, let's say you're lying about what you do. Not lying, but you and the bride have an agreement. What happens then? 
in that kind of situation. What I do is I'm really good at reflecting it back. So, hey, Jen, how do you how do you know Ashley? Oh, Ashley and I went to school together. How do you know Ashley? Uh And then you turn it and you keep asking them questions. So you talk less. You ask more. And it seems to work pretty well. It's called the how to win friends influence people method. There you go. And the other thing is sometimes you just act really weird and then people don't want to talk to you. So I'll just act extra awkward, extra weird. And people are like, oh, you're like, she they're like, she has a tick. Right. Something's (laughs) off here. Leave Jen alone. And that's usually what works really well. You pretend to go in the bathroom and throw up. You're like, I had one mimosa. I'm sick. (laughs) Right. Who wants to be around me now? I smell like throw up. (laughs) I'm disgusting. (laughs) It it works. I have things to say. (laughs) (laughs) Should we let him say it since he's the guest? And then we're not allowed to say anything. He is sort of outside (sighs) of the rules since he's not technically a host. This this episode has just like already the shit has hit the fan. It's like off the rails. So true. No rules. So, so have Alan, at it. Take a few. Okay. <laughs> Number one, she made this job up, and she said, "I can't. I oh, you can't drink. So I'm not going to go to that because I can't drink because I'd never drink on the job. But then she'll act like a weirdo. <laughs> but she can't have a glass of champagne." But she'll ruin someone's wedding by like acting like Nell f- from Nell. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. We're not allowed to respond. No, you're not. But that was good. I'm but glad we. I'm glad we made that a, a yeah. exception. I vote to hereby officially change the segment to no comment unless you're Alan. I yes. Okay, I'll make that in the notes. I already did. Um, we've already said too much. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, okay, and. You know, we uh, last week we introduced a new uh, segment. And now for a little bit of advice where we play a clip of uh, someone asking for advice, a caller, someone that's called in, and we give advice. So Eric, I'm going to ask you to give advice to this clip that I found. Amazing. It's from Hannah and Matt Know It All, which we love. The hosts are Han and Matt. Um, there's there in this clip they're talking about a clip from Dear Prudence, so this is kind of like super meta, but um, it's from the episode Hannah and Matt ad- educate bridal quandaries. My 27 year old daughter and her best friend Katie have been best friends since they were four. Katie practically grew up in our house and is like a daughter to me. My daughter recently got engaged to her fiance and announced that Katie would be the maid of honor. Katie's boyfriend is also a good friend of my future son-in-law. The problem is that Katie walks with a pretty severe limp due to a birth defect, not an underlying medical issue. She has no problem wearing high heels and has already been fitted for the dress, but I still think it will look unsightly if she's in the wedding procession limping ahead of my daughter. I mentioned this to my daughter and suggested that maybe Katie could take video or handout programs while sitting so she doesn't ruin the aesthetic aspect of the wedding. My daughter is no longer speaking to me, we were never that close, but this is her big wedding and I want it to be perfect. All the other bridesmaids will look gorgeous walking down the aisle with my daughter. Is it wrong to have her friends sit out? Remember when I said that um, it wasn't surprising that my mom sided with the mom from an earlier clip that we did uh-huh. where there was some advice? I don't think she'd side with the mom in this one. I, I don't even know what we to say about this, but I wanted us to listen to it. Yeah, wait. I wanted actually, us to be. I wanted I, to like end on a positive note. Yeah, <laughs> Alan, will you? Will you? What would your advice to this caller be? To the mom? Yeah. Is she asking for advice? I was going to yeah. say, the advice to the mom is like, um, go, like, just go away. Yeah. The, uh, what would the advice be maybe to the daughter? Like, yeah, great question. Because obviously the mom is 
wildly in the wrong here to suggest that a person with a physical disability shouldn't be in the bridal party because it's unsightly. Especially she says they're not that close. Right, she's already not talking to her daughter anymore, so how are you going to fix it? You're, yeah. you're one step away from not being invited the, to this the wedding. the person that needs advice is actually someone I wish we knew more about, the daughter, because it's like, it's hard, especially when women are getting married. They're, the relationship with their mother seems like super important all of a sudden. And like, I'm sure she wants a good relationship with her mom. I'm sure this isn't the first crazy thing her mom has done. I'm sure this is like a very like traumatizing thing. You know, I feel bad for the daughter. I don't know what yeah. to tell her. Like, because you want to make things okay with, I mean, the thing is not to not have your friend in the wedding, but how do you mend things? And, and also, I mean, I hope she never said anything to Katie, the mother, oh, or you know what I mean? I don't even know. Yeah. I, I mean, know what I wanted us to no talk surprise about. that they already weren't close. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that yeah. the daughter already sort of understands that her, her mother's role in the wedding will be a little bit, you know, so I guess this has ideal. to do with my question. What do you do if one of your bridesmaids is like kind of ugly? (laughs) I mean, what do you do? Clearly, you have everyone dressed with bags over their heads. Oh, in your bridal party. Why would you even pick them to be a bridesmaid in the first place? That's there. Ding, ding, ding. Why would you even have an ugly friend? Oh Oh my god! Ding, ding, ding! Take it back! Take it back! Nip that by the bud! (laughs) By the bud! Okay. All right. All right. No. Ending on a Good really at talking. <laughs> Aren't you glad we listened to that disgusting, so, disgusting yeah. person's problem? Oh, yikes! Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, Kara. I thank you for listening. If you're still listening, yeah, now get to work. Sorry, now that, get to work. Sorry that you had to edit this mess of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, and we'll see you next time. Thanks to Alan for being a guest. Thanks, Alan. You're very welcome. Come back. Uh, will you come back? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> DJ J. Wu, will you come back? Maybe. Eric, will I, you come I, back? Okay. I, I'd come back later okay. tonight if you want. Oh my gosh, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Love you guys.